Hallelujah. How many of you are here for praise and worship? How many of you are here in the beginning of praise and worship? <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Woo! We sang the song, I believe. Amen. <laughs> no, are you expecting a miracle? He said, I'm expecting a miracle today. Hallelujah. We don't simply sing songs for the sake of singing songs. Hallelujah. We are building expectations. Hallelujah. You are declaring what you expect. I am expecting a miracle today. Anything could happen anytime, anywhere. God can do anything. And I believe He will. Do you believe? Hallelujah. He will. You need to expect. The whole purpose of singing these songs is so that you will expect. I know it's, it's hard to come here, like Pastor said. We are at the end of Bangalore. <laughs> From where you are to reach here, it's not easy. That was Sunday morning. And like Pastor said, Saturday itself, the trouble will start. All kinds of thoughts. You don't wake up. When you wake up, you feel, head is heavy. I can just sleep for a little bit more. Hallelujah. But we are here today. And we are not here by accident. God is so good. And I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to God for this opportunity. I'm grateful for Pastor Michael and Pastor Chitra for what they have done in my life. I mean, I'm a result of hearkening to what they have been speaking. They have been preaching and applying it. And I'm so grateful that I was privileged to be here. I mean, I could have been in so many other places. I mean, this July it will be 19 years. And I'm grateful to God that I mean, I was able to stick to the plan, stick to the program. I mean, like Pastor said, we call mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. 1 John 1 9 is like our anthem. <laughs> it's like, Lord, mercy, Lord, I missed it. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. You cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I can start again. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. I can run into your arms. Your arms are always open for me. Ha ha ha. Woo! Hallelujah. I mean, that's just to be able to think like that. To be able to think like that is deliverance. Is deliverance. To know that no matter how great your mess up is, you can still run to daddy's arms. His arms are always open. He said, come boldly. That's what Hebrews 4.16 says. Come boldly to the throne of grace. It's a throne of grace. Always open for us. Come boldly, without fear, without a sense of guilt. Because we are recreated in His image. Hallelujah. When He looks at us, He sees us through the blood of Jesus. So we can just come boldly. Daddy, I messed up. I messed up, I'm sorry. But thank you that when you look at me, you see Jesus. Woo! I can come boldly. Hallelujah. His blood paid once and for all. Once and for all. Hallelujah. That's what we were singing. By the blood, clean hands, pure heart. Woo! We can come boldly, run into his arms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's so good to be here. Like Pastor said, it's better to be in church rather than the best hospitals in the world. The world is trying to push you there. Hallelujah. With the insurance schemes, they keep Come, they keep, I mean, how many of you get calls from insurance companies? I mean, once in a while I just listen. Okay, tell me, what do you got? And they keep telling you all these things. I mean, even for pregnancies. 
the moment you go to the hospital the i mean they are just intimidated with all kinds of facilities the hospital provides you yes or no they say we have nicu why hey my child is going to be all right my child won't need to be in the icu i mean they're trying to put fear inside you pregnancy is not a disease it's a blessing but they treat it like that we had a friend recently she lost her baby i mean she was due but before the due date they called her in and then i don't know something happened she lost her baby just a few days before full term she said from the time she went for the first checkup they've been putting fear in her they've been putting fear in her but thank god there is no fear in love there is no fear in love perfect love casts out all fear so we look at where we are seated at the right hand of god the father that's where perfect love is seated and he says come boldly so you can sit there and be without fear yes or no hallelujah so the whole purpose of coming to church is to is to renew your thinking renew your thinking because there are things out there that keeps coming keeps coming like one uh, one preacher said i mean most people live on one cold meal <laughs> a week their spiritual life is like that one cold meal or one cold snack a week that's all they get the rest of the time they're eating junk from all over yes or no hallelujah so it's good to be in church hallelujah it's good to be in church say with me it's good to be in church we are in the will of god god is in our midst and i'm expecting a miracle hallelujah oh it's so good to be in church hallelujah let's just let's just pray in tongues for a few minutes let's just worship god thank you jesus soko bara langa sere babara mande zovre geste ke mande rego saka babara mande thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you oh halbina baba zinde rogoste kelgase kete gere geste kira baba la mande oh we are, we are, we are so grateful lord we are so grateful for another opportunity another opportunity to gather another opportunity to obey you lord hallelujah we worship you roske rege balaga sende zembre beste kelaga sende hallelujah worship you jesus Jesus ha 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 woo rogo se te bera baba ba se ke te te ke ke we receive from you lord we receive from you we will not go back the same ha 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 o fregesh to rogo mande regesh te ke thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you we worship you lord in jesus name hallelujah let's open our bible to hebrews 1 hebrews 1 we'll read verse 1 and 2 Hallelujah. Woo. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds. Hallelujah. Says God in previous times he spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But now, say now. Say now. Now in these last days how many of you know we are in the last days in these last days how is he speaking to us it says through his son by his son who is his son jesus 
1 John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus is the Word of God that became flesh. And God is speaking to us through His Son. Hallelujah. Let's hear this in Kannada, brother. Yeah. ದೇವರು ದೇವರು ಪುರಾತನ ಕಾಲದಲ್ಲಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಪೂರ್ವಿಕರ ಸಂಗಡ ಪ್ರವಾದಿಗಳ ಮುಖಾಂತರ ಹಲವಾರು ವಿಧದಲ್ಲಿ ಅನೇಕ ಸಾರಿ ಮಾತನಾಡಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆದರೆ ಆ ಅಂತ್ಯ ದಿನಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಸಂಗಡ ಮಗನ ಮುಖಾಂತರ ಮಾತನಾಡಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆತನನ್ನು ಎಲ್ಲದಕ್ಕೂ ಬಾಧ್ಯಸ್ಥನಾಗಿ ನೇಮಿಸಿದನು ಮತ್ತು ಆತನ ಮೂಲಕವೇ ಇಡೀ ವಿಶ್ವವನ್ನು ಉಂಟು ಮಾಡಿದನು So whatever Jesus said he did not say he did not just think about it and suddenly make it up no he listened to what the father has and he released those words knowing whose words those are hallelujah he did not simply speak it he did not just make it up he listened he heard and he spoke those words knowing whose words those are and in authority hallelujah that's why he got his results and he's speaking to us today hallelujah he is the word that became flesh and dwelt where among us among us and he is the same yesterday today and forever so is he dwelling among us right now yes he hasn't changed jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever it's the will of god that his children be with him It's the will of God that he be among his children forever. Hallelujah. Let's read this in Kannada brother. John 14:24. Aadre nannannu preethisadavanu nanna upadeshakke vidanagavudilla. Neevu kelutiruvada ee upadeshavu nijavagiyu nannadalla nannannu kalisiruva nanna tandeyadu. Hallelujah. The word. And surprisingly it's this word that saved us. It's this word that saved us. You can't be saved by any other way. We know man is a three-part being: spirit, soul, and body. And all these three parts of man can be saved only by the word. Hallelujah. Only by the word. How did you become born again? In 1 Peter 1:23 he said, "Being born again, not by the incorruptible but not by the corruptible but by the incorruptible which is the word of god you're born again by the word recreated in your spirit to be exactly like him hallelujah the word hallelujah let's read this in kannada brother neevu hosadagi huttirudaragiddiri ee hosa jeevavu nashavaguvantadarinda baredu nashavagade iruvantadarinda bandadagide sajeevavu shashvatavu agiruva devara vakyada mulaka neevu hosadagi huttiddiri hallelujah in second corinthians 5:17 and 18 says if anyone is in christ he is a new creation new creation created brand new one translation says a new species of being that never existed before Hallelujah exactly like God said all things are new behold that means look it's brand new everything about you is brand new and then the next verse says all things are of God that means from whichever angle you look at it it's of God your brand new born again spirit all things about your spirit 
is of God. Is of God. From whichever angle you look at it. So that's your spirit. Now what about your soul? James 1.21 says, Receive with meekness the word which is able to save your soul. Only the word can save your soul, your thinking, your mind, your will, your emotions. Because if you don't renew your mind with the word, something else is working at it. The world is working at it. The words of the world system is working at it. 24 bar 7, even without trying. Even without trying. I mean, you could be listening to worship on YouTube and suddenly an advertisement will come. In the middle of it. See, you're not trying, but it's coming. You don't have to pay anything for it, but it comes at a cost. Hallelujah. It's attacking your mind. So only the word can save your soul. And then it comes to the body. Hallelujah. The body. He said, 3 John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Who is this talking? God. To whom is he talking? To us. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in hospital. No. Be affected by COVID. No. Be in good health. Again, as your soul prospers. What affects the soul? The word. The word. Brother, can we hear this in Canada? Priyare, Nino Nina Atma the Vishadali, Abivruti Hundiruva, Prakarave, Yella Vishagalio, Abivruti Hundi, Sukshema Wagi Rebekendu Nanu Prati Sutene. Hallelujah. I believe everybody here is born again in the spirit. Hallelujah. So we're gonna look at the body today. We need healing. Hallelujah. We need healing. And we sang about that. Hallelujah. It's so good to be healed. It's so good to be healed by his stripes. I know I'm healed. It's so good to be healed. How many of you sang that song? But did you believe it? Do you know what it meant? We're going to look at that. Hallelujah. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, we'll read from verse 20. I remember the, the third Sunday that I was in church. I mean, I was suffering from the third Sunday. This is in 2002. I mean, I had gone through some serious bouts of stomach upset and fever. And uh, that Sunday morning, I didn't feel like coming to church. I didn't feel like coming to church, but I just decided, well, even at home, I'll be going to the toilet. Well, instead of that, let me just go to church. There's a toilet out there. I can use that. So I came to church and pastor was teaching on faith. I mean, I'm new to these things, but... After church, I went and met pastor. My first time asking him for prayer. I said, pastor, I've been going through these things. This is 2002, okay? Uh, And I'm brand new to the things of the word, to the things of faith. I said, pastor, I've been having these stomach upset. And I've been suffering uh, and I didn't feel like coming to church. And pastor immediately said, brother, can you take a book? No, take a piece of paper. I will give you something. He said, If you go to the hospital, what will the doctor give you? Medicine. And he will give you a prescription. He will tell you to eat it three times a day or two times a day. So now open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 4. 
I mean, these are his words. I'll never forget it. My first advice I received from him directly. He said, open Proverbs chapter 40 and read. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Look at that. Who is he talking to? My son. How many sons of God here? Male or female, you're all sons. Says, attend unto my words. That means give it undivided attention. Undivided attention. And says, incline your ear unto my sayings. Incline your ear. That means make sure nothing else is hindering it. Your ear should be pointed to where the, the word is coming. Not in any other place. Hallelujah. And the best part is, it says, attend to my words. Plural. Plural. And it says, to my sayings. Again, plural. That means there's more than one. There's more than one. You need to be ready for this. He said, attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my sayings. The next word. Let them not depart from your eyes. That means it's plural again, eyes. That means you can't keep one eye on the word, the other somewhere else. No. No. I'm surprised how the word included eyes. Keep them in the midst of your... Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Your heart. The next verse says, For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Who? Who? What is life? Words. The sayings. Words of life and words of health. One translation says it's medicine to all their flesh. The word health is also medicine. Medicine to all the flesh. What do you mean by all the flesh? How many of you eat meat here? You know the, the meat on the thigh is different from the meat chicken. The chicken thigh meat is different from the chicken breast and it's different from the heart. It's different from the liver. Yes or no? They're all flesh but different types of flesh. Our body is constituted of different types and kinds of flesh. And the word of God is health or medicine to all the different types of your flesh. You got no excuse. You can't say, ah, but this is my butt. It is separate. It's a special condition. No. No. It's medicine and health to all your flesh. Say all. All. Say all my flesh. flesh. So it's the word. So it's only by the word that your spirit, soul, and body can be preserved. There is no other way. You're born again with that word. And it's only that word that can preserve you. Hallelujah. Oh, isn't it amazing? Take health to all their flesh. Now, let's just look at the other side. Consider you're sick. You're born again, but you got sick. You got sick. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? What's the worst thing that can happen to you? You die. But if you die, what's going to happen to you? Where are you? You're in heaven. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
The moment your spirit leaves your body, you're with Jesus. So death is just a promotion. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, he said, Oh death, where is your sting? Where is your sting? He defeated spiritual death, physical death and eternal death by his resurrection. Hallelujah. So we don't have to fear it anymore. You're already saved. Your spirit is saved. The moment your spirit leaves the body, you're in heaven. That's a promotion. Hallelujah. But while you're on the earth, you need to deal with this body. So the worst thing is you can die. But you know what is special about death and the flesh? In 1 Corinthians, it says, Flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Before I forget, brother, can we just read this? Um, Proverbs 4, verse 20, 21 and 22. Yeah. ಸಹೋದರಿಯರೇಹೋದರಿ ಪಾಲು ಹೊಂದಲು ಸಾಧ್ಯವಿಲ್ಲ ನಾಶವಾಗುವಂಥದ್ದು ಎಂದಿಗೂ ನಾಶವಾಗದೆ ಒಂದರಿರಲಿ ಪಾಲು ಹೊಂದರಿರಲಿ ಸಾಧ್ಯವಿಲ್ಲ ಫ್ಲೆಶ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ಲಡ್ ಕೆನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇನ್ಹೆರಿಟ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ಡಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ನೈದರ್ ಡಸ್ ಕರಪ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ಹೆರಿಟ್ ಇನ್ ಕರಪ್ಷನ್ ಫ್ಲೆಶ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ಲಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫ್ಲೆಶ್ ಇಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿ ಅರ್ತ್ ವೇರ್ ಇಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಫ್ಲೆಶ್ ಕಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿ ಅರ್ತ್ ಎಸ್ ಓ ನೋ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ಆ್ಯಡಮ್ ಸಿನ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಕರ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಗ್ರೌಂಡ್ for your sake he cursed the ground and everything that came off the ground is under that curse that's why you grow old we don't like it but that's a, that's a fact you grow old scientists say our body is not supposed to grow old it keeps renewing itself but still we grow old but still wrinkles appear no matter what they have done they are not able to stop aging hallelujah As long as you are here, put makeup, whatever you can do, just do it. You can't stop that. But, scripture also says he renews our youth like the eagles. Hallelujah. No matter what, you can still soar above it. Hallelujah. Age is just a number. Either way, this flesh and blood, you're going to leave it here. You're going to leave it here. Hallelujah. I thank God for good doctors though. We are not putting doctors down. But we have something that is greater than the words of a doctor. Hallelujah. Doctors will not be able to stop aging. Doctors will not be able to stop your hair from going. No. But the word of God will allow you to rule and reign and dominate whatever circumstances this flesh will throw at you. Hallelujah. We all need healing. Every day, one thing or the other, symptoms try to creep up. Yes or no? They try. Oh, suddenly, this pain. Oh, what is this pain? The other day, I was sweeping the leaves outside. I was just sweeping under the car when suddenly I heard a sound. Tuck! And then, there's just this pain that just 
swept all the way up to my head and I just felt, oh my goodness, what is this? Couldn't move for a while. It was painful. It was painful. And I just lie down for a while. Call my wife, hey, you need to just massage. No, we all go through that. Yes or no? It happens. But we are not supposed to be there. We are not supposed to lie down like that. We rule. We take the word. Start declaring. Oh, oh it hurts. But thank God I'm healed. Thank God I'm healed. This flesh, you're going to leave it here. Anyway. But as long as you're here, you need to dominate the flesh. You need to rule over the flesh. Hallelujah. Jesus said, and scripture says in Hebrew, let's, let's look at that. Go with me to the book of, um, let me get that. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, sorry, Hebrews 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 14. It says, let's look at that. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, that had power of death, that is the devil. The devil. He said, because the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Who are the children? We. Do you have flesh and blood? Yes. So what did he do? He took the same nature of flesh and blood and he decided to take it. It was a demotion for him. Because this flesh, man, it has its trouble, yes or no? It was a demotion for him. So he took this form and he came and through the very thing that separated us from God, death, he destroyed the devil. He destroyed the works of the devil. He conquered death by his death. Hallelujah. If you look at Genesis, what is the first death that came upon Adam? Spiritual death. When he sinned, when he ate that fruit, when he disobeyed God, what happened? His spirit, which came from God, was separated from God. Separated from the life of God. But he's, his body still lived. He lived up to 900 years. Then physical death came. That's the second thing. And then comes eternal death, to be eternally separated from God. If you die without Jesus... You're eternally separated from God. Those are the three deaths. So on the cross, he became sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He became sin. And what is the wages of sin? Death. Because he became our sin, he was separated from God. His spirit was separated from God. He died spiritually. And because of that, he went to hell. If he had not died spiritually, he wouldn't have gone to hell for us. He died spiritually. And then physical death came. The same way it came upon Adam. Spiritual death, then physical death. And then he went to hell to suffer what? Eternal death. All the three deaths. He suffered. But he did not commit any sin of his own. So death could not hold him. That's why we sing that song. Death could not hold him. Hallelujah. The moment the, the price was paid for our sin, the Holy Spirit went down, raised Jesus back from the dead. His spirit was connected back to God. 
victory over spiritual death. His spirit came back into his body, victory over physical death. And he is at the right hand of God the Father. He ascended and is at the right hand of God the Father and seated there forever. Victory over eternal death. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 says, Oh death, where is your sting? Where is your sting? You can't sting a believer anymore. Death is just a promotion for us. So we don't have to fear that. We don't have to fear death anymore. The whole, you look around. The whole thing is controlled by fear of death. That's what it says, who through fear of death. Fear of death. People are afraid of dying. Why? Because they don't know where they are going. But we are not. We are not. We know where we are going. We know where we are seated. At the right hand of God the Father. In the heavenly places. Hallelujah. So let's go back to Proverbs 4 again. Let's read that again. My son, attend to my words. I'll read it from um, the New Literal Translation. It says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Don't lose sight of them. Do we have NLT? Can we put that? Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they being life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Look at that. The word of God. The word of God. For all flesh. All the different types of flesh. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. His words bring medicine. They are healing and health to all your flesh. So are you expecting healing today? Whatever flesh problem, whichever organ it is, whichever organ it is, there is a promise for you. Healing. Let's look at some scriptures here. Luke chapter 5. Let's read verse 15. Luke 5.15 But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Why did the multitudes come? Did you read this? Let's read this in Kannada please. Yes. Why did the multitudes come? They came to what? Hear and be healed. Hear and be healed. There is no other way healing can come. That to hear and be healed. That's how Jesus operated. The ministry of Jesus operated. Yes, there were miracles. But it happened because they heard something. They heard something. What did they hear? The words of Jesus. And whose words were those? The words of the Father. Jesus said, they are not my words. They are the words of the Father who sent me. And what did those words bring? Healing. Healing. What did they do? They heard it. And what did they receive? Healing. Say with me. Hear 
and be healed. Hear and be healed. Brother, can you say that in Kannada? Keli mathe swasthate hondiri. Again. Keli mathe swasthate hondiri. Hear and be healed. Psalms 107 verse 20 said, He sent forth His word and healed them. What did God do? He sent His word and what did the word do? Heal them. Who is Jesus? The word that became flesh. He sent his word and the word healed them. And it's in Isaiah 55, he said, So shall my word be which goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void, but it shall accomplish that which it was sent forth to do and, and prosper in the things whereunto I send it. What did he do? He sent his word. And will the word come back empty? Thanks. Will the word come back empty? What will the word do? It will accomplish that which it was sent forth to do. You're hearing the word. You need to believe that the word that you hear will not go back empty. You need to believe that whatever word you hear, it will bear fruit. It will not go back empty. God believes that. That's why He said it. He believed it. He said it. And He declared, even before Jesus came, said, He sent forth His word and healed them. It's a past perfect tense. He sent forth His word and healed them. The word which came out of God's mouth, it will not return empty. If he sent forth the word to heal, will it heal? Yes. yes. You need to believe that. You need to believe that. Instead of trusting the world report, instead of trusting the doctor's report, God is asking, who will believe my report? Isaiah 53.1 The Old Testament chapter on healing that was talking about Jesus coming and his suffering. It started by saying, who shall believe my report? Who will believe? If you don't believe, it will not work for you. Hallelujah. That word is words. Those words are words of life and words of health. And what does those words do? Heal. They bring healing. You need to believe that. Hallelujah. Many times, what you see is people depend on somebody else's prayer. They depend on somebody else's anointing. Yes, it's good. It's good. The gifts are there. It's good. We believe in the gifts, but you're not supposed to put your life on the gift. You're not supposed to trust in the gifts to heal you all the time. No. No. That's the problem with the body of Christ today. People run behind the gifts and they market the gifts. They market the gifts. They market the titles. But that is not going to heal you. That's not going to sustain you. One man of God, I think it was John Wesley, he said, gifts of healing are sometimes a curse for the body of Christ. He said, because they depend on that and they don't, they don't know how to sustain it. They don't know how to sustain it. It is good. Even first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, man, what is this? The gifts are good, but 
1 Corinthians 12, 11 says, they operate as the spirit wills. They operate as the spirit wills. You can't just simply produce it anytime, anytime, anywhere. No. They operate as the spirit wills. Yes, we come in expectation. We come expecting the manifestation of the spirit, of the gifts. But if you can get the word, if you can hear the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. If you can hear the word and act on it, what will happen? Act on the word, act like it's true. Quit being down, quit being blue. So stand up and step out. Do what you could not do. That's what Paul told the guy in Lystra. I think it's Acts 19. The lame man, the man who was lame from birth. Bible says the same heard Paul. And Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. He heard Paul. And when he heard, faith came. And Paul said, rise up and walk. And he stood up. He acted on the word. Nothing else. It was not the gift working. It was not the gift working. How did that guy get healed? We'll just look at that. Is it in Acts 14? Acts 14, let's look at that. Verse 8. Let's read that. Acts 14, verse 8. And there sat a man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Next verse. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. How did he get faith to be healed? I mean, he was a man. Point number one, he was a man. Number two, he was lame from birth. As you continue reading, the whole community knew him. The whole community knew him. Till that day, he never heard the word. That day he heard the word. And when he heard the word, what happened? Faith came. He had faith to be healed. And then when he acted on the word, the healing manifested. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to act on the word today? Act on the word today. You sang the song. You didn't simply sing it. If you just sang it simply, it's, a, it's what the Bible calls a dead work. It's a dead work. You can lift up your hands. You say, okay, Pastor Chitra is looking at me. Okay. <laughs> no. That's not the whole point. Did you believe it? If you believed, you would have acted at that moment. But are you ready to act right now? Are you ready to act? Let's stand up. Anybody sick here? Anybody sick here? What is it that you couldn't do before? Those who are watching us online. If you are having any kind of symptoms, if those symptoms are hindering you in any way, act on that word. Act on the word. The word of healing that you heard has brought faith for healing in you. And if you don't act on that word, you won't be healed. You won't be healed. I mean, he's already healed you. He's already healed you. Are you ready to act on the word? Let's just thank God. Let's just thank. Just take, a, take two minutes to act on the word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are the healed of the Lord. 
Hallelujah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We heard the word, we are healed, and we act on it, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Healed, healed, healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. We walk, we rejoice. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We are healed from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. Every cell, tissue, muscle, fiber, organ in our body works to the perfection to which God created it to function. We are healed. We are healed and we walk in divine health, healing and wholeness. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke, resist and refuse all kinds of lying symptoms. No, not in our body. No, not in our body. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. If you've received your healing, do let us know. Do let us know. You can be seated. Please let us know. Those who are watching us online, if you're healed, let us know. Hallelujah. I remember when I first came to church, I was wearing glasses. I was wearing glasses. My right eye was minus 3.5. My left was minus 1.75. I mean, you can say they were quite thick glasses. And I was wearing them from the time I was six years old. So, in, I think it was 8th standard CBSE syllabus, we had a, in English, we had a story about a guy who, who couldn't live without his glasses. He said, I can't imagine a day without glasses. And I used to relate that story to myself. I would say, man, this is so true. I can't live without my glasses. And the only problem was, they would keep breaking. They would keep breaking. My parents would get frustrated with it. They say, now you put super glue and you walk with it. You put tape on it and you walk with it. I'm not going to spend money buying specs for you every, every other month. No. So that's how I grew up. But when I came here, first, pastor was teaching on faith. And then the next season, he was teaching on healing. I mean, that was 2003. Towards the last couple of months, he was just a whole session on healing. Healing. Everyday healing. First time I thought, oh, what is this? Healing. Same message. Doesn't pastor have anything else to speak? Then the same thing. Healing. And he would say, I believe that every church, they should have a season of teaching on faith, then healing, then prosperity. And he would teach that. Being new to these things, at first it was like, but then later the revelation came. Then later, as I continued hearing, the revelation came. And then I, I just understood, hey, I've been living with this thing all the while. I've been living with this thing all the while. Of course, Jesus healed my eyes. He paid the price for it. By his stripes, I was healed. And Moses was 120 years old and his eyes were not dim. So I took those things. A couple of months, I stayed with it. I stayed with it, stayed with it, stayed with it. Took me some time, about four months. And finally, um, this was on the 31st of December 2003. I was so convinced that my eyes are healed, I took my specs, which I bought the previous month paying 2,500 rupees. I took it, broke it, threw it out. Threw it out. It, was the, it felt like the worst mistake I could have done. Thoughts started coming. Man, I couldn't see. Things were blurred. And you're riding your bike 
and things are blurred. You're going to work and you work night shifts. You come back at night and you're just praying in tongues, Lord. I believe nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. You're going slowly, but you're believing. I'm healed. I'm healed. It, it, was, it was like a nightmare. But I continued with it. I started continued declaring the word. Continued speaking. Continued speaking. The fourth day, when I woke up, everything was crystal clear. It took some time, but my goodness, it just was crystal clear. And I've never had problems since then. I thought I would never be free from specs my whole life. I had always pictured myself with glasses. But then by the word, I was able to change the image. I could see myself without glasses. I saw myself riding the bike without glasses. I saw myself riding at night because I had night blindness. I couldn't drive at night. I saw myself driving the car at night. The fourth day, I woke up crystal clear. I had no problems. But, once in a while, suddenly out of the blue, my eyes, everything will suddenly go blurry. And then the thoughts will come. See, see, it's come back. You'll have to wear glasses again. It's come back. Oh, those things, are, it's over now. It'll come back. I can either submit to it or resist it. I have to fight. I just say, no, in Jesus' name. Eyes, you are healed. Now act like you are healed. You, I can see it. I can read it. Immediately I look for the furthest thing that's away and try to read it. I say, now read it. Read it. You will, you will read it. In Jesus' name. You are healed. I rebuke that blurriness. I rebuke that blindness in Jesus' name. How? By the word. By the word. And that has helped me. There has been only one instance, one instance, where I got healed immediately when someone laid hands on me. Just one instance. I remember that was uh, uh, 2012. 2000, yeah, 2012. One day I, I had some issues on my back. My back was hurting. It, I forgot what happened, but my back was hurting too much. I could barely stand up. That was a Wednesday though. We had Bible study in the evening. Jonathan was just born. Joyce was still a baby. But she was heavy. You know Joyce. It was tough. But we still came to Bible study. Pastor started praising God. I couldn't sit inside. I went out. I was sitting on the stairs because the pain was too much. Immediately, Brother Claude walked up. Brother Claude has an anointing, special anointing for backs. He has. And I said, Brother Claude, please pray for me. Please lay your hands on my back. I know I'll be healed. I've seen him do that. He prayed for me. Instantly, my back was healed. Hallelujah. That's the only time I've seen it. The rest of the time, I had to stick with the word. I had to speak the word. You have to work with the word. Again, scripture says, Ephesians 6, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers in high places. Those things can come and wrestle in your mind. Thoughts will come. Thoughts will come. You may even picture yourself in the grave. It can happen. 
When that pain is too much, you may see yourself in the grave. How do I know? I know. <laughs> it has happened to me. So I'm telling you. Sometimes those things can work at you. But you need to fight back. You need to fight back with the word. So what do you do? You take the word. You hear the word. You hear the word. There is a reason it is called words of life. Words of life. What did we read in Proverbs 4? They are life to those who find them. They are life. What does life do? Make you alive. Yes or no? What's the difference between a thing that has life and a thing that doesn't have life? Movement. Action. Work. Yes or no? And it says, what does the word do to you? They give life to those who find them. That means they cause you to act. They cause you to move. Yes or no? Life. What life? The life of God. Romans 8.11 says, The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And what does he do? Gives life to your body. Gives life. Brother, can we read that in Canada? Sorry, I forgot you. Romans 8.11 Yesu vannu sattavaraluginda jeevitanagi ebbisidatana atmano nimmalli vasavagiddare Krista Yesu vinna sattavaraluginda ebbisidatano nimmalli vasavagirudu tanna atmana mulaka nimma marthya dehagalannu saha badukisuvannu Hallelujah The same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead Where is he now? In you in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If He can raise Christ from the dead, can't He heal you? Can't He raise you from the bed? Can't He raise you from that bed of affliction? Can't He make you rise up from that fever? What do you believe? What do you believe? Go with me to Matthew 8. That whole chapter of Matthew 8 is awesome. It's a chapter full of healing. Matthew 8. We'll read verse 1 onwards. And when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Brother, can you read this? Yesu betta dinda kelege ilidu baruaga. Janaru dondo gumpu athana hinde hodaro. Aga vobba kustarogiyo Yesu ina balige bandho athani ge adda vidho kartane ninage manasiddare nannu shuddha maada balle andano. Athano kai chachi athanannu mutti nannage manasuntu shuddha nago andano. Kudale avano kustar dinda shuddha nadano. Hallelujah. Let's look at this again. It says, the leper came to him, and what did the leper say? What did the leper say to Jesus? He said, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, if it be, if thou wilt, that means if you are willing, you can make me clean. The question is, did the leper doubt Jesus' ability to heal? He didn't. He knew Jesus could heal. He said, you can make me whole. 
Yes or no? You can. He knew Jesus could. But he doubted his willingness. He doubted if Jesus was willing to heal him. That's the problem with majority of the church today. They know Jesus can heal. But they, are, they doubt his willingness to heal them. They are quick to preach to others. They are quick to pray for others. But they doubt Jesus' willingness to heal them in their situation. When they are going through the pain. When their child is suffering. They doubt. Just like the leper. He knew, he was sure Jesus could heal. That's why he came to Jesus. Hallelujah. But the thing about Jesus is, if he will do it for one, he will do it for everyone. He is no respecter of persons. That's what Acts 10.34 says. He is no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. What did he say? What did Jesus say? Let's look at that. Next verse, please. Verse 3. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, saying, Proverbs 4, listen to his sayings. What did Jesus say? I will be thou clean. He said something. Incline your ears to his sayings. So is it his will to heal you? Yes. You need to be sure about that. Whatever it is, it is his will to heal you. Let's see the the next story. Let's go to verse 21. Oh, sorry. Uh, Let's read from verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, And grievously tormented, Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Brother, can you read that? Yesu Kaupurna Mige Bandaga, Vobba Dandano, Shatadi Patio, Athanu Balige Bandu, Kartane Nana Aru Paushava in the Nimita Tivravada Novin in the Maneli, Malagi Naruti Dane, and the Helidano, Yesu Venege, Nano Bandu, Avonano Vasi Martene, and the Helidano. The centurion came to him. Asking healing for his servant. What did Jesus say? Again, he said something. He said, I will come and heal him. Did he say, I may? Did he say, only if you do all these things? No. As soon as the question was raised to Jesus, he revealed his will. I will come and heal him. And that centurion was not a Jew. He was not a Jew. He's a Roman centurion. So his will for those with the covenant and those without the covenant, it's the same. Yes or no? Yes or no? See, when I, when I was 16 years old, my mom died to cancer. And people told me that God put cancer on her to test her. And they, would, they, they said, God took your mom. And you have no idea how much that thing can mess your mind. Especially a teenager. That thing messed me up so much that I rebelled completely against God. I said, if God took my mom 
If God put cancer on my mom, I don't like God. I rebel. I would say, if God said it, then I will not do it. Man, that got me into such a big mess. I got into all kinds of stuff. Why? Because somebody told me, God put sickness on my mom. Man, it can mess you up. It can mess the life of your children. Don't even let your children near people, those who say those things. Their young minds can be corrupted. They are growing in a Christian family, so they might be used to certain things. So they might want to explore new things. So those kind of influences can mess their young minds. So it's important that we train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Tell them. Have communion with them daily. Speak to them. Hey, why are we doing this? We are remembering that His body was broken for us. And His blood was shed for us. What are the benefits of the broken body? By His stripes, we were healed. By His stripes, we were healed. 1 Peter 2.24 It's for us. It's for us. It's important to know the truth. It's important to know that. Jesus' will never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed those people, and if he was ready to go all the way to the centurion's house to heal his servant, then you and me, his own children, wouldn't he heal us? Hallelujah. Whatever the pain is, whatever the symptoms are, it is his will to heal us. It is. Um, carpal syndrome. Anybody know that? Anybody going through carpal syndrome? Sister, God wants to heal you. Uh, you know? You know someone? Okay, alright. Carpal syndrome. I don't know what it is. Something to do with the bones, carpal. With the... Okay, God wants to heal them. Whoever, those who are watching online, is it something to do with the bones? I just... I don't know, just hearing it for the first time. Carpal syndrome. The wrist. Wrist. Okay. God is healing. In Jesus' name, we rebuke that from the root. In Jesus' name, whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, complete deliverance. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If you're, if you're there, just receive your healing. Hallelujah. It is God's will to heal. It is God's will to make sure that you are whole. Because if you are in your bed, He cannot use you. He wants to use you to be a blessing for multitudes. If you are lying in your bed, sick and complaining, whose life can you affect? In fact, you affect it in the other way. God wants you healed. Beloved, I wish above all things, above all things, that you may prosper and be in good health. That's the will of God. There is no questioning about it. It is His will. Hallelujah. Let's continue on Matthew 8. Matthew 8. Verse, uh, let's read verse 10 or verse 8. Sorry. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. 
but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed what did he say speak the word only speak the word only and immediately my servant will be healed so that means the centurion believe that it's the word that heals it's the word with authority that heals indirectly he is quoting isaiah 55 the word that comes out of your mouth it shall not return void said so speak the word only and my servant shall be healed and it affected jesus so much said wow i have not seen such great faith no not in israel jesus said it again words coming from his mouth said wow i have not seen so great faith no not in israel when the guy believed the ability of the word to heal the ability of the word to not return void do you believe that you hear a lot of things sundays wednesdays but do you believe in the ability of that word to bring fruit in your life do you believe in the ability of that word to prosper in the things where it is sent forth to the question sundays wednesdays when this church is getting heavy stuff heavy stuff each one of you has things inside you that 90% of the church Christ, christian world doesn't have each one of you those who have been here those who have been attending the foundational doctrines those who have been listening to the wednesday messages sunday messages you have things inside you that 90% of the christian world doesn't have they need it you've heard it here but what are you doing with it what are you doing with it we used to announce every third saturday we will go out we will preach we ask how many people went uh, what did you do with the word mark 16 these signs shall follow them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover was he joking no said he confirmed the word with signs following he confirmed that word how many people have you laid hands on there is no lack of sickness around one thing that is sure there's no lack of sickness around every day you get bombarded with it one thing or the other brazilian version african version uk version whichever version <laughs> you look at your translations you have new a new literal translation amplified king james new king james niv different translation you look that version see what it says and act on that hallelujah act on the word act like it's true quit being down quit being blue i mean that song is powerful that song is powerful that's a song of faith that's a song that encourages you that's the kind of songs we need to sing that's why we sing those songs not just for the sake of putting it out there for you to encourage you to prepare you to receive from the word so you can act on it hallelujah it is his will to heal words of life words of health are you here to receive are you are you expecting if you're not expecting health healing and wholeness it will not come 
it will not come. No matter what it is. If you continue to listen to what the doctor's report says, if you continue to put that in your mind, put those words, if you give attention to those words, if you incline your ears to those sayings, well, they are definitely not words of life. They are definitely not words of health. Hallelujah. The word of God is medicine. Medicine. It works. It works. Even the government says one vaccination is not enough. <laughs> you need to take another dose. The, the common flu, the flu vaccine, you need to take it every year. It's only, it only works for a, for a season. People are ready to go every year, stand there and take the jab. But they can't spend time on the word for five minutes. They can't read the same. If they hear the same thing, the uh, two consecutive weeks, they're like, ah. He said it last week. But they are willing to go stand in the queue and take the jab. I'm not against vaccinations. If you feel it's for you, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. I'm not against it. It's your choice. It's your choice. We don't force anyone. You ask me, will I take a jab? I'll hold on. I'll hold on unless... They insist that it is needed for you to go and visit your parents. Man, then, well, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Anything that touches my body dies instantly. Any virus. Even if it's a dead virus. Hallelujah. But you have life. You have the spirit of life inside you. The word, word of life. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life. And that spirit gives you life. Declare those words. Speak it. Hear it again. Speak it. Hear it again. Speak it. Declare it. Declare it over your children. Declare it over your parents. Declare it. Because otherwise, you will be doing the runarounds. You will be doing the runarounds. We can't blame anybody else. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame your children. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? Are you standing your ground? Are you just there declaring no in Jesus' name? I'm not saying symptoms won't come. They will come. They will try to get you. But what are you doing about it? What words are you hearing? Isaiah 50, let's read Isaiah 53 before we close. Isaiah 53. We'll read from verse 3. Can we put up the Amplified? He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains, acquainted with grief and sickness. And like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Wow. Do you know who it's talking about? Jesus said he was a man of sorrows. Whose sorrow? And pains. Whose pains? And acquainted with grief and sickness. Whose grief and whose sickness? Let's read the next verse. Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. 
Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, afflicted by God. The next verse. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Our sicknesses, weaknesses, distresses. Say with me. My weaknesses, my sicknesses, my distresses. He took it. I don't have to carry it anymore. My pain, my, my sorrows, He took it. So I'm not bearing it anymore. By His stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. I walk in divine health, healing and wholeness. In Jesus' name. You need to declare this. Resist those symptoms. Resist it. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is precious. Like I said, the worst thing is you leave this body. Immediately you're in heaven. But the, the next best part is you're going to get a glorified body. You're going to get a glorified body. A body that was just like Jesus' body in resurrection. Philippians 3, I think that towards the end it says. Can we read that? Can we look at that? Philippians 3. Verse 21. It says, He shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Look at that. It says, he will change our vile body. Say vile body. Vile body. body. (laughs) He'll change it. That it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Say glorious body. That's what I'm going to get. Hallelujah. Scripture says, in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. Hallelujah. And it's going to happen soon. You're expecting it. Especially as you see the day of the Lord approaching. That's why we are gathering here. One of these days, you're going to leave this. You're going to say bye-bye to this body. You're going to have a glorious body. You're going to be with Him forever. Hallelujah. Supernatural body. Hallelujah. How many of you watch Justice League? (laughs) Hallelujah. That's the body we're going to get. So, the worst thing, you'll still be with Jesus. You're going to get a better body anyway. Hallelujah. So our job is to encourage each other. That's why you come to church. Those things will try to put those things, put those uh, wedges in between. We remove all those things in church. And we make sure that your, your engines are running smoothly. Those wheels are running properly oiled. It's going smoothly. Because Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. And we have to bear fruit. And he's looking for fruit. If you don't bear fruit, you don't get a reward. Hallelujah. Scripture says, don't let anyone cheat you of your reward. 
They're trying to cheat you of your reward. Believers, so be careful. I believe you received something today. Let's just thank God for a moment. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you, Father. You are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your tender mercies, your loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You sent your son, Jesus. Hallelujah. You spoke to us through your son. And we receive that word, Lord. We receive that word with meekness. That word is bearing fruit in our life. That word will not return void. That word is bearing fruit. It is accomplishing that which it was sent forth to do. And it is prospering in the things whereunto you sent it, Lord. You sent it for healing. We receive our healing. You sent it for prosperity. We receive our prosperity. You sent it for deliverance. We receive our deliverance in Jesus' name. Every person here, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. How many of you were blessed? Amen. Like I said before, you can always buy him a house, buy him a car, buy him something big and large. Hallelujah. Anybody scared of doing that? Don't worry, it's not for you. Those who are not scared, they'll do it. Amen? Some of us are not scared in this church. Amen? But I'm not forcing anybody. We are not ordering anybody. But when you get an opportunity to bless somebody who's acting on the word of God, bless them. Amen? You will get your rewards here and there. Amen? Don't forget that. So these things I say are not just jokes. Amen? Give cars, give house, give property. Just bless them nicely. But you have to have dairium for that. Amen? That dairium comes from the vachanam, from the word. The more word, the more dairium. Less word, less dairium. Amen? So your boldness comes from how much is inside there. Then you will say, I don't care. I believe God. So I'm not living here to be like this. I'm living here to be like this. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm so glad for the testimonies he shared. That is paka, 100% faith. If you are a wise person, the Bible says you will live long. You will see wealth. You will see honor. Hallelujah. You will have health, wealth, and length of days, riches, and honor is your portion. Some people have money, but they don't live long. Some people have no money, but they live long. Some people have money, live long, and have a bad name. So you need all three. Length of days, riches, honor, all three. That comes only from wisdom, which is handling the word. Amen? How you act on the word. I like all three. Amen? We spent one time... Studying wisdom, I think, for three years or two years at least. Every Wednesday. Hallelujah. And it made us survive some very hard time. Amen. But don't forget, it's not just for one time. It is a permanent solution to your life. Wisdom is the answer for long life, cash flow, and health. We need all three. Amen. I don't want to go and lie down in the hospital for one day. By the grace of God, I have not lied, laid down in the hospital for one single day. Till today. Amen? You can go there. We're not saying that you should break your glasses. He broke his glasses. Did I tell you to break your glasses? 
I must have told everybody in church, don't break your glasses. If you break, it is your problem. I'm still saying it today. If you break your glasses, it's your problem. If you throw away the medicine, it's your problem. It's called a disclaimer. <laughs> Legally, I am free. But if you believe and you do it privately, that's your business. And you have your testimony. So it's hard to get testimonies. You know, one time he was saying he drove to Kerala. You know, and it was at night. You drive to Kerala and, you know, his eyes were just streaming like that. And, but he's all right. He's still driving. He's still driving to Kerala and all of that. Amen? So each person has to decide for themselves. Amen? Same thing with money. You have to fight it. No, there will always be money in my pocket. No, I will always have money. I will never be poor. One guy that I know, you know, nice man of God, they asked him, so did you go to Sarampur to study? He said, I went to not to be poor. <laughs> not to be poor. I went to the University of not to be poor. That's what he said. Not to be poor. Which university did you go to? Wanna be poor? Maybe I'll be poor. Sometime I'll be broke. No, go to not to be poor ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you may remember that person. In fact, nobody here knows him. One person knows him. Two people know him. Amen? Yeah, he's my friend. Praise God. I have friends like that, weird people. You poke them, this is what will come out of them. Not to be poor. Never be poor. Why? Jesus took the poverty. Jesus took the sickness. Jesus took the curse. Here comes the message after the message. No, it's communion message. <laughs> Let's take communion. Take communion if you believe these things. 1 Corinthians 11 is a good chapter on communion. He says there that, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. For if you would judge yourselves, you would not be judged and condemned with the world. See that? What does it mean to judge yourself? Check and see. According to this message, do I really believe healing is for me? Judge yourself. Nobody can judge you. The pastor is not judging you. That's not my job. My job is to allow you to judge yourself. Amen? So we're going to hear verse 30 and 32 in Canada. Thank you, Brother John Wesley. ಈ ಕಾರಣದಿಂದಲೇ ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಬಹುಮಂದಿ ಬಲಹೀನರು ಮತ್ತು ರೋಗಿಗಳು ಆಗಿರುತ್ತಾರೆ ಮತ್ತು ಅನೇಕರು ಸಾಯುತ್ತಾರೆ ಆದರೆ ನಾವು ಕರ್ತನಿಂದ ನ್ಯಾಯ ವಿಚಾರಣೆಗೆ ಒಳಗಾಗಿರಲಾಗಲಿ ಆತನು ನಮಗೆ ಲೋಕದವರ ಸಂಗಡ ಅಪರಾಧಿಗಳೆಂಬ ನಿರ್ಣಯವಾಗಬಾರದು ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ದಂಡನೆ ಗುರಿಪಡಿಸುತ್ತಿದ್ದಾನೆ We should not die early. Hallelujah. You should not be the one that buries your son. Your son must bury you. Are you getting this? You must bury who? Your son? Never. You say it every day. I will never bury my child. I will never bury any of my children. If you have buried your children before, mercy Lord. May God strengthen your heart. Amen? But you don't have to do that. Length of days, riches, and honor is your portion. Amen? 
So if you judge yourself, if you can check your heart constantly when you hear any message, check and then take communion. Adjust it in your heart. Lord, forgive me if I have not believed your word. I'm looking for somebody to always lay hands on me. Praise God. You know, only two people have laid hands on me. And they have laid hands on me years ago. Amen? Why? Is it that I don't like hands laid on me? My wife lays hands on me nicely. Nothing wrong with that. Amen? But you don't have to live just on people laying hands on you. Are you getting it? Take communion. Believe the word. You won't die like that. You will live. Hallelujah. You will live. Praise God. Thank God for laying on of hands. Things happen. But you don't live on that. Praise God. You live in the name of Jesus. How many of you studied the name of Jesus? How many of you get some faith in that name now? Read it again this week. Read it again next week. I'll be dealing with it for a couple of weeks. Maybe some months even. Just the name. Because you have to be infected with that virus of the name of Jesus. It's a special virus. It has to enter inside. It must be like that. Hallelujah. Amen. The name of Jesus has to just rise up because you are living in that name, moving in that name, taking communion in that name. Whatever you do, do in the name, the Bible said. So we better know that name properly. Hallelujah. Especially now when there are other names competing with his name. They're saying, Jesus' name, shut up. Listen to our name, they're saying. No, no, no. We say now is the time to listen to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Above every other name. In Jesus' name we take this communion. In Jesus' name we take this communion. Every other name has to bow. Every sickness has a name. Every disease has a name. Every kind of curse has a name. Hallelujah. It has to bow in Jesus' name. Pastor, you sound rough today. I'm always rough. I'm always standing against enemies. Lying demonic things. Expressions of the pestilence that is in the world. It's always coming. Amen? Especially nowadays, we have to be tough. They don't want you to gather. What's my response? No. My response is, what? Why? Let's take communion. Take communion about these things. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, sister. You know what? If you have done anything wrong, ask God to forgive you. If you have not been believing the word of God, ask God to have mercy on you. If you've just been taking medicine all the time, living on on prescription, ask God to forgive you so that you can live without taking prescription for the rest of your life. Instead of those glasses, for you it may be Insulin, it may be prescription medicines. Every day you're taking shots. Every day you're taking puffer. You're taking, you know, uh, Ventolin. You are taking medication. Every day, every day, every day. That's not supposed to be your life. You're not supposed to live like that. You're always taking loans. You're always begging and borrowing. You're always going around from pillar to post. Help Help me, help me, help me. It's time to say no. It's time to say Jesus paid the price. It's time to say I believe what Jesus said. Amen? Are you understanding what I'm saying here? You have to decide for yourself that the cup is the cup of blessing. 
that when you drink it, you're blessed. That the body was broken so you might be healed. Hallelujah. Amen. And then taper off the medication. Drop it little by little. After you are convinced. Only after you are convinced. Taper it off. Taper it off. Until the day you can say, you know what? I don't have any more symptoms. Praise God. Are you out there today? Jesus already paid for it. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be under any curse. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to suffer any lack. Jesus paid and he said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember what I did for you. Lord, we remember. We remember. None of us has to suffer from any curse. None of us has to suffer from any sickness. We remember. None of us has to be poor. Not even one. You paid completely. Today as we take this cup, as we eat this bread, we say, we are blessed, we are healed, we are free, the mercy of God is working, you forgive and you forget. If you have forgotten, then why should I remember? If you have forgiven and forgotten, why should I remember what I did? Thank you for your mercy today. When God forgives you, he forgets. Let's take this meal in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad. I'm so glad for those who have stayed with us for years and years and years. I'm glad when their life is better that it has not got, it's not gotten worse. It's a testimony that it got better. It did not get worse. If you walk with the word, you will only increase. You will not decrease. Hallelujah. If you stay with the word, your life will get better. Hallelujah. That's a guarantee. Amen. I'm believing God just like you are believing God. I said I was a missionary, but I'm a little different from other missionaries because I don't have any support from some other country. The country that sent me is supporting me. That country is there. Hallelujah. So there is nothing coming from any other country. You can check for yourself that we don't have FCRA number, which means foreign revenue. We don't receive. I believe that nation where you are working must take care of you. This land will take care of you. Otherwise, why do you have this color? You should have some other color. India will take care of you. Hallelujah. Bangalore will take care of you. Karnataka will take care of you. There is wealth in this place for you. Hallelujah. God put you here because he knows that. He's not ignorant. So in the name of Jesus, release the money. In the name of Jesus, release the blessing. Use that name. Use the name. Say, I'm a tither, I'm a giver. Now, money has to come. Wealth has to come. Open doors have to happen. Business has to come. People have to recognize me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you believe that, let's act on the word. Lord, we thank you for the word we've heard today. It's a blessed word. We're so grateful. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving to your people as they give. Thank you for blessing Brother Joji. Our call vehicles, house, property into his life in Jesus' name. I decree it over him in Jesus' name. And anyone who participates in giving in this church, 
I thank you for your mercy on them. They will never be poor, not even one single day. They will never lack any good thing. In Jesus' name, angels will work for them. Increase will be their portion. They will never lack. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Now the earth produce in Jesus' name. Angels produce, work with us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. I'm blessed in my giving and I'm blessed in receiving. Abraham's blessings are mine. Somebody is suffering financial turbulence. You are so insecure. You're wondering if you'll survive the next week. But the mercy of God is undertaking for you today. That curse is broken today. Today, that curse is over. You're not just going to survive. You're going to thrive. You're going to flourish like the palm tree. You're going to flourish in the name of Jesus. So refuse that fear. Refuse that doubt in Jesus' name. Amen. If that is you, just bless God. Thank him. Your destiny is changed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Glory to God. If you need prayer, you're welcome to the front. We'd like to agree with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. Thank you, Brother John. Bye.